0: How can he close me up? On what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Calm down, Greg. It's soccer. It's soccer. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once. Welcome back to the Plus Money Podcast, your home for the best soccer picks out there. It's week three in the Premier League, Liverpool, Manchester United, matching up on Monday afternoon. We've got a full weekend of Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A. It's all there, ready for you. Still some MLS for you true, true soccer degenerates out there. I won't be betting MLS this weekend, but I'm very excited. We've got a special guest, first time Long time coming. This one hasn't happened yet. I've been back on his podcast, but I have not had him on this one. So very excited to welcome in uh, one of uh, another true Chelsea blue. So we still got Liverpool red and Chelsea blue represented firmly on this podcast, Mister Alex Moss. He does the Ghost Gold podcast. One of the best. EPL preview and recap podcasts out there. You can follow them at Ghost Gold Pod at ASMOS92. Thanks for uh, stepping into my empty chair this t- tonight, buddy. No
1: problem at all. Um, uh, it's an honor to uh, finally get on this one. It's uh, been been waiting for a while. So uh, I'll, I'll bring you my yeah. best effort. I can promise you that.
0: <laughs> well, look, it's going to be a great weekend in the EPL. We've got some really juicy games. Um, I, I think uh, I, I kind of have a feeling if we do overlap, there should be general. Um, overlap that we we tend to agree with but I'll go with my first pick coming Saturday in that 10 a.m. slot you know me I'm not going to stop touch that 730 Tottenham Wolves game but I will be going to the Fulham Brentford game and I'm going to take Brentford money line plus 190 I know Fulham played a really good game in their draw at home against Liverpool but the way Brentford absolutely boss Manchester United across the park I'm rather bullish on Brentford right now. I love what they've done in the transfer market. They brought in, uh, we talked about it, Damsgaard sure. a couple weeks ago, we talked about it on the podcast. I don't think this is a, a Fulham rolls over and dies game. I think this could be a, a nice one for both teams to score, but I love... It's the
1: best one of the of the 10 a.m. time slot for me. I Like... We don't have overlap, but I took a lot of looks at this one.
0: With the way Brentford have played, like almost a 3-1 to one return for them to get a win in this one was, I, it was too juicy to, to pass. I literally looked at that, and I was like, there's no way this is a real line, and took it. Ani and I were both on Brentford plus 290 last week against Manchester United. I've never, like I literally went to the gym at halftime and watched the game on the, the elliptical for the second half, so... Um, what's your first pick up on uh, on the pod today?
1: Oh, I'm just going to add to that that Brentford one real quick. One of the ones I was looking at, but haven't ended up submitting as one of one of my actual picks is uh, Brentford result in both to score plus four seventy. You can get that on Fanduel. Uh, I'm, I'm, you're going to you're going to see a uh, a common theme among my bets this week, and that's result in both to <laughs> score. Uh, so. It's just the best value. and you know I'm not trying to pick games that are likely to finish nil-nil. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. sure your, your your listeners don't like to bet nil-nils either, we but love I just goals like to stay away podcast. from those.
0: We absolutely love goals on this podcast.
1: Yeah, of course. And if you love goals, then there's not going to be any game better this weekend than uh, Leeds-Chelsea. There we uh, go. Sunday, 9 a.m. Uh, I'm, I'm a Chelsea boy, as you already mentioned. So uh, i got to bring the insight to the Leeds-Chelsea game. I've got Chelsea result in both to score plus two ten on Fanduel. If you want to get, uh, you want to invest even more, maybe a unit on that. Maybe uh, go over and pick a player as a goal scorer with another unit. I would be partial to Mason Mount, who you can get on DraftKings at plus two hundred and on Fanduel at plus two fifty. Mason Mount is a menace to these bastards, and uh, (laughs) I say that you you know from your long time on (laughs) Go School Pod, Andrew. We have no. There's no love loss between Leeds and Chelsea. Is it, it is not. a historic rivalry that people may not be uh, tuned into because it was suspended for about 20 years when you know Leeds didn't have their shit together. Uh, but we really hate that lot, and we're going up there to uh, spoil this unbeaten start to the season that they have. And after that Tottenham performance last week, uh, even with the Angolo Kante injury and Mateo Kovacic not being back, the Chelsea Academy does it again. Conor Gallagher is going to step up and step into this team He he brings you everything and and more in terms of goals uh, over Conte and Kovacic. Chelsea are playing really well. I actually wouldn't even be surprised if Raheem Sterling ends up getting his first goal in the Premier League for Chelsea in this one. Uh, But Mason Mount scores all the time against them. So, uh, yeah, take a look at him uh, for scoring any time.
0: Let me go to Crystal Palace-Aston Villa. I got the over two and a half here at plus 116. Now, I know that Palace have had... Uh, a rather decent start defensively in the Premier League, only giving up those what two goals to Arsenal the first day, only giving up one to Liverpool. That being said, Liverpool could have hit them for more, and I think Villa. I I I really think the over two and a half can hit here, and I because I kind of feel like a two one, a one one that like either a team goes up two nail, kind of takes their foot off the gas, and the other team hits them on a counter. Uh, both of these teams kind of like off to like up and down kind of starts. Neither having a good opening day both having decent days on their second day and the, the decent week too. So uh, I like the over two and a half here. Ne- I'd not take it a winner, but that's plus 116 on FanDuel.
1: Well, there's our first overlap because uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm pretty big on Palace coming into this one. Uh, you, you can obviously attest to this. Palace are very solid defensively. And the, the the team that I think has put up the best defensive effort in a single game through two weeks other than Palace this season has been Bournemouth, which they did on opening day against Aston Villa. Very tight, deep, low block. Villa really struggled to break it down. I've got Palace results in both to score at plus four thirty. I would hit mine. Uh, which, so. I, yeah, yeah. So we've got overlap there, and then a, a nice. I'm really, really big on the long shots. Uh, like any time player to score. John McGinn plus four twenty. What up uh, <laughs> on FanDuel? Uh, he's scored at Selhurst Park each of the last two times uh, Villa have gone there. That so we uh, love. he's got he's got a record there, and uh, he's the new captain. Uh, yeah, I know I'm picking Palace t- to win the game. But uh, out of the, the the good odds for any goal scorers, John McGinn is uh, is a pretty good shout for me.
0: You talked about Bournemouth. I'm going to ride with Arsenal, and I got Arsenal over two and a half against Bournemouth. I know Bournemouth kind of rolled over and let uh, Man City just pet their belly last weekend. And with the form, Arsenal have been on to start the season. I think we could get that again, maybe a 3-0, 3-1 thumping. Uh, I've been impressed with Gabriel Jesus. Ani told you earlier in the season that he liked Gabriel Jesus for uh, – Uh, A golden boot winner, which had ridiculous odds. I didn't. I still think that he will go cold eventually. But when he's hot, he's hot, and right now uh, he's hot. So I'm going to take Arsenal to win big uh, when they take on the Cherry Saturday at 12:30. Like I said, that's at plus 115 Arsenal and over two and a half in the game.
1: I mean, I I would lean towards that as well. There are still a few concerns I'd say uh, for Arsenal. This will be a that will be a tough away test for them. Yes. Uh, Which, by the way, uh, just quick aside. Uh, it's not that I don't enjoy this. I do, I will very much enjoy this. <laughs> but I'm very happy that I'm I'm out of the uh, the previews space. You know, Javier and oh, I yeah. we took a we took a detour to the uh, the reactions space on uh, on Mondays. We re- react to all the Premier League games that weekend. I got to say, the stability and uh, of that is just it's beautiful. It's great to do. Uh, but uh, for now, I'm going to take it over to the continent. If we're waiting Absolutely. on Man United, Liverpool, surefire pick RB Leipzig have played two games in the Bundesliga this season. They have drawn twice with uh, Stuttgart and FC Köln. Uh, they have a very similar start to the season that Liverpool have been going through. Uh, they're one of that chasing pack of Bayern Munich that everyone expected along with Dortmund to, you know, push Bayern or hopefully push Bayern. So they're going into a game with Union Berlin on uh, Saturday around 12.30 p.m. Uh, that they need to win. It's an away game, so you can get them... Uh, Leipzig result in both to score at plus 290 oh shit uh, the scoring debut for Timo Werner Christopher Nkunku the Bundesliga player of the year hasn't really gotten firing yet but you know he's braced to explode at any moment now I like them for a win in a high scoring exciting game on Saturday
0: uh, that would be good for any American listening to this podcast because Jordan P. Folks now leading the line for Union Berlin after uh, their striker, who I shouldn't be able to pronounce his name because he uh, was was a Liverpool player and but yeah, never played. For I will warn you. Yes, and who's now at Nottingham Forest, but yes, Jordan P. Uh, but P. now leading the line for Union Berlin, so that's a good one for any U.S. men's national team. Uh, Fan out there, Uh, Sunday. I've got West Ham money line against Brighton. I do think this is going to be a knife fight. Um, And the only reason I'm going to take West Ham is because they're at home and they're look. When I have West Ham and a chance to get them on the money, like as a as an underdog at home against a non-top six team, I'm going to take that every time. I know it took them a little bit of time to settle into the the London Stadium, but they definitely have. And I, they also have had a bunch of new signings who haven't exactly, like, had enough time to, like, fully train with the team and settle in. And maybe this is finally sure. that time. Brighton's a team you've had some hot takes about this this off season, Alex. So this is one of those games for West Ham if they want to maintain a top-six challenge after starting starting the season with a whole bunch of nothing here in a loss at Nottingham Forest and a loss at home. And this is as good a chance as any to uh, finally get something cooking.
1: City. Yeah, the the, the to City, the first game. But uh, I I will say about them, and this is in support of your pick, they really should have won that Nottingham Forest game. Hit the bar multiple times, had a goal overturned because of a stupid off-the-ball foul by Mikel Antonio. Uh, That really was theirs for the taking, and I I think just like the atmosphere and that first game up sort of atmosphere generated by the, the Forest fans was what was ultimately their undoing. It's hard to overcome that. But yeah, this is kind of along the same lines as that RB Leipzig pick I threw out. Like, West Ham have expectations, and through two games, they're nowhere near those expectations. You expect a a big-time bounce back, even if it's against a tough opponent like Brighton.
0: Yeah, like I said, plus 135 for West Ham.
1: The big game in France this weekend is Lille versus PSG, Sunday at 2.45 p.m. Lille, obviously the last team other than PSG, to win the league. They did it the season before last. They've lost a lot of players since then, including and uh, also their manager, uh, Christophe Gaultier, who coincidentally is now (laughs) the manager of PSG. There's a whole lot of drama going around at PSG. And I want to be known, this is not my pick, but if you're interested in uh, the drama of Kylian Mbappe not getting to take a penalty in the last game against Montpellier and him and Neymar feuding ever since... Then you can get a draw at plus 380 straight up on DraftKings. Uh, Leal are at home. Like I said, they're the previous last champions outside of PSG. Still a very good team with admittedly aging players. But you never know with that atmosphere. But the the actual picks I'm going to be putting down, I'm just going to trust PSG. PSG results in both to score, plus 170 on FanDuel. You can get over 3.5 goals at plus 146 on FanDuel. You know, maybe split half a unit on uh, each of those or a unit on the uh, uh, PSG result in both to score and then half a unit on the over 3.5, you'll be sitting pretty because even with that drama, PSG are still pretty likely to win 4-1 or 5-2 or something. Blowing teams out.
0: They have 10 goals in two games so far. And, uh, I mean, yes, there is drama, but it does seem to look like, based on reports that I've read and videos that I've watched, it sounds like... um, Messi is starting to uh, figure out or at least have better fitness than he did a year ago when he was at PSG. So,
1: And I know you already did your futures uh, your futures pod, but just one future that I actually don't even know the odds for, but I'm going to throw out there, that I'm very confident about PSG winning the Champions League this season. Christophe Gaultier, I ra- ra- rate him that highly as a manager, and they took Lille's uh, sporting director, uh, Luis Campos, who built that Lille team, beat, built the Monaco teams that won the league, uh, with Kylian Mbappe and Bernardo Silva and that whole host of names. Uh, yeah, this year I, I think they're going to have a great chance of winning the Champions League.
0: Uh, right now it's their plus 650 over on, on FanDuel. So uh, I think they're that, third best favorites, Man City plus 270, Liverpool plus 550, PSG plus 650 right here, right now. That's kind of similar to the, what did I get Liverpool at, like, plus 500, and uh, right before I, I got that about halfway through the year, and I ended up cashing out on that early as soon as most Salah got hurt in the uh, – the Salah Van Dyke and uh, who else got hurt in the FA Cup final that I was like, nope, done now. Like like they, they offered me yeah, they offered me money to to cash out and I was like, this is mine now. Um all right, but let's go to Liverpool, Man United. Uh Liverpool traveling to Manchester United where they won, what was that five nil last year? Yeah, five nil. Um, they've, they've kind Don't of act like you didn't remember. <laughs> well, actually Cut the games I was, I was at, um, I was at storm King with my girlfriend and I watched the first half on my phone. And then I was like, you know what? Uh, we can go and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. I think, I think we're good now. And, uh, two teams that are definitely, well, I mean, Liverpool have tripped out of the gate, Manchester United. I didn't have high expectations. As you know, on this podcast, I picked them to finish outside of the top six. So, um, Look, they, they got stomped by Brentford last weekend, 4-0, in that atrocious green shirt. They lost at home on the opening match day of the season, uh, 2-1 to Brighton. And I will say I'm not stoked by the fact that Darwin Nunez isn't going to be out there for Liverpool. I do think they will get all three points. I do think they're going to score goals. Uh, it sounds like Roberto Firmino is going to be uh, healthy enough to start. My issues with Liverpool aren't really things that are going to be issues for the long term. They're like, they're, they're, you look at the amount of guys that are injured on this roster that should be back in the next like two to four weeks, and I'll be feeling a lot more comfortable about Liverpool. Manchester United is, this is a team that doesn't have a spine. You you saw a team that didn't show up against Bradford. I'm sure more guys will show up against Liverpool, but if they if Liverpool hit them early, score one or two goals early, and United start hanging their heads... Liverpool have had a lot of bullshit in the media about themselves, which is why the fact I got Liverpool an over 2.5 in the game at plus 110 felt like stealing. So I'm going to run with that. I do think the over 3.5 is a decent shout. The other thing I will say, Liverpool have conceded first in their last six EPL games. So
1: Liverpool to come from behind, probably a decent shout. What was the sixth one? Because I counted five. The, the Palace game, Fulham, Wolves, Southampton, Villa. But are you including the Champions League final in that? Uh, I'm not going to. I am
0: I heard it as six EPL games when I heard it on multiple podcasts. So um, Yeah, the one
1: before that that I thought ended the streak or would have been the sixth game was the, the Tottenham game. But you guys scored first in that and then that's they right. came so back. Maybe so maybe it
0: was the Champions League finals included with that? I don't know. But it's a, fine. It's at least five <laughs> straight. There's, no, no. It's, it's a streak. Yes. Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, what's the difference between five and six really in this? I mean, not much. Uh, and this plays a lot into some of my picks because I could just go with like the very basic Liverpool result in both the score, plus 170 on FanDuel. But with this streak, I'm thinking, let's try and cash in on it and try and cash in on the same reasoning that you gave for, you were giving, kind of giving for West Ham and I was giving for uh, Leipzig, that you expect a reaction, expect especially after such a embarrassing defeat at Brentford last week. I, I don't think that results in the United winning the game, but in the first half, Cristiano Ronaldo first uh, scorer is plus five fifty, and Liverpool to win from behind is plus five fifty as well. I, like again, those are those are long odds for a reason. But you know, if if there is something slightly wrong at Liverpool, and I, I think there, it's not all you know, f- flowers and roses there. You know, the the, the midfield's a little thin. You've got. Uh, Nat Phillips, starting at center back, probably going to be starting again in this game. I think it's going to be Joe Gomez, based on everything I've read. You think it's he's nice. going to be back? Uh, he So he was close
0: to fitness um, going into the game on Monday against Crystal Palace, but they didn't want to risk him. And I think everything that I've read is that he should be pretty close to full fitness to start against Man United.
1: Okay. Whether it's Nat Phillips or Joe Gomez, I don't remember the last big game Joe Gomez uh, started. I can't either. And again, I don't mean this as a slight to Liverpool, but uh, if there is a reaction in the first 20, 25 minutes uh, and you're picking one player to score first for Manchester United, you would expect it to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Whether it's a penalty, a bullshit penalty that they usually get at Old Trafford in these big games. But obviously, I I still think Liverpool will get their shit together and and come right back. So I'll say officially my, my, my... Submission for the bet is Liverpool results in both to score, plus 170. You know, if you're feeling a little cheeky, add an extra bet on either the Ronaldo for a score, plus 550, or Liverpool to win from behind, plus 550. Both Um, of those are on DraftKings. Let's, uh,
0: while I got you, before I let you go, Casemiro, does he fix Manchester United's midfield, yes or no?
1: No. I mean, no one player is fixing Manchester United. That is... (laughs) <laughs> evidently clear uh, from last season and this season it's going to take a whole lot more than one player uh the, the last player of that level we saw uh come to Manchester United was Rafael Varane last season and you know he's been okay when he's played but he's also had a lot of injury concerns and Casemiro he's not as injury prone as Varane but you know he's not he doesn't have a sterling attendance record either so uh th- there would still be a lot more to be done but it's certainly a start with uh, it seems like for years now people have been calling out for midfield signings to fix that problem and you know Casemiro is certainly a high quality player so he'll improve them but not fix them completely my take is that um it's gonna blow
0: up in their face really bad uh because so I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a big Real Madrid fan he's from Spain and he said that you know casemiro had one really great game last year and it was in the champions league final other than that he didn't really have a great season and he kind of i was and my my general take is he's gonna go to united he's gonna get a huge paycheck this is a guy who grew up in extreme poverty according to what i read earlier today in brazil and he's going to uh just collect his paychecks from manchester united and and this is this is an opportunity to uh Make everything more comfortable at home and not necessarily a. I mean, the dude's won five Champions Leagues. And uh, uh, as I said earlier on Twitter, at Andrew Passaro, um, the worst part about Casemiro coming to Manchester United is it means that Fabinho is going to start in the midfield for Brazil at the World Cup because Casemiro is going to just get pushed around in that midfield so much because there's no one else with him that uh, Fabinho shines and ends up starting for Brazil.
1: I don't know. There's, there still is a scenario. It's, it's not super likely because he's played center back in the first two games, but Lissandro uh, Martinez, I thought when they brought him in, he would be brought in to play at the base of that midfield yeah. and you know sort of been the the player that introduces the rest of the team to Eric Ten Hag's style. So they could still play Martinez at the base of midfield and Casemiro is more of a box-to-box option. He's excellent in both of those positions, but uh, we just haven't seen... Uh, that happened yet with Martinez uh, at United. So it seems like he's a left-sided center back in Ten Hag's uh, mindset.
0: Yep. All right, well, uh, go check out the podcast. Comes out every week, uh, the Ghost Gold Podcast, wherever you can catch your podcast at ASMOS92, at Ghost Gold Pod. And for me, at Andrew Pissarro, at the Plus Money Pod. And uh, best of luck, everybody, this week.